everyone. Welcome to another episode of Season 2 of Cohort W. I'm your host, Walk faculty member and current Warren Officer Historical Foundation Fellow, CW5 Leonard Mominy. In today's episode, my incredible guests will share some personal and professional experience, mentorship, and leadership as a Senior Warren Officer. The Senior Warren Officer will then examine how this insight should ultimately influence action, development, and education within their core and possibly even the greater cohort. The conversation is directed at leader development, talent management, and what they are doing to support the Army. Finally, all Cohort W guests will have an opportunity to share a favorite anecdote from their career as a senior warrant officer. Today, I am joined by Command Chief Warrant Officer of the Judge Advocate Corps, CW5 Richmond. Thanks so much for your time today, ma'am. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. I was just wondering, could you perhaps share with the audience just a little bit about yourself? I'm a CW5 Tammy Richmond. I enlisted in the Army through the delayed entry program. So I spent an entire year in the delayed entry program. Uh, Left for basic training right after high school graduation in 1998. I'm married. I met my husband in high school. We got married in 1999. So he's he's been on the journey with me since the very beginning. We have two wonderful sons, uh, a terrific daughter-in-law, and sweet grandson that was just born uh, this past June. So he's almost three months old. Been a warrant officer for almost 18 years now. And uh, while I won't try to convince anyone that every single day has been exceptional, it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience that I'm, I'm really grateful for. That is wonderful. What was your initial MOS upon entry into the military? And then uh, about how and when did you feed into the warrant officer cohort? Sure. Uh, a little dated. My initial MOS was 71 Delta Legal Specialist. Uh, that eventually turned into 27 Delta Paralegal Specialist. And I, I switched over right around the six-year mark. I applied um, in 2004 to be a legal administrator, 270 Alpha. So I've been in the JAG Corps my entire career. And at the time, Paralegal Specialist was our only feeder MOS. Uh, we now are open to 79 Sierra and Romeo, 42 Alphas. Uh, 68 Whiskey and Golf, 51 Charlies, and 36 Bravos. But really what we're looking for in a legal administrator is, do you have management experience, particularly in in some of our competency areas that we work in? That's very interesting. I had no idea that um, the the JAG Corps feeder route had opened up so widely. Yes, it has been a wonderful recruiting tool for us. I'm sure it has. Now, you are currently the uh, Chief Warrant Officer of the Corps. Uh, How long have you held that position and uh, what's that like? Uh, So I I just took over in August. I spent the previous three years as the Command Chief Warrant Officer of our legal center and school in Charlottesville Um, and then was selected to to do this job and, and came up here um, so only a couple of months, well, just about a month now that I've, I've been up here in, in this role. I advise the Judge Advocate General and, and senior JAG Corps leaders on 
training, education, management, and integration of 270 alphas, as well as how we can improve JAG Corps business practices. That sounds like some uh, incredible work. And uh, since you've been up there for about a month, um, did you have prior experience at the Pentagon or much like uh, Jim, a previous guest, uh, was it pretty interesting to walk into the halls for the first time. Uh, so this is, is I think, probably pretty rare for both Jim and I both. Uh, this was my first assignment in the Pentagon. Uh, so, you know, I got to walk in and, and learn how to navigate the hallways and how do you access people? They're all behind locked doors uh, just to network and, and socialize throughout the day uh, to get things done that you need to get done. So it's it's definitely been an interesting experience. And I, I wish I would have had the opportunity as probably a junior CW2 to be here. For many of us, we, we really can't even imagine what it's like to walk through the halls of uh, the building. It's um, It's got to be a pretty amazing experience for you on the day to day. Now, you said earlier you were the command chief warrant officer for the schoolhouse uh, side of things. How is that different from what you do day to day with the uh, judge advocate general? So we're, we're probably a little different than most branches in our, our school. Um, and it's, it's a legal center in school for us. So they do do some outward reaching stuff for the field. They have their own one star who is not the head of the branch. That person is just in charge of the legal center in school or LCS as we call it. Um, and then the judge advocate general is the head of the branch and, and drives all things from a proponent level. So we've split a little bit. We do, um, proponency up here at the Pentagon and, uh, Jim Carroll, our CW5, who's now the command chief warrant officer at the LCS, he really advises the commanding general on, you know, all things from the school perspective, which route we should go for legal administrator education and training. Um, he's got about five warrant officers that are, are there with him that he mentors and develops. And of course, both of us serve as um, representatives on what we call an article six inspection, which is TJAG's inspection of our offices of the staff judge advocate that are out in the field. Uh, so he looks at things, you know, mostly advising the commanding general of our legal center and school. And then I advise TJAG, but it makes us work together almost on a daily basis. Can you, for the audience, perhaps just talk a little bit more about how the judge advocate general supports the U.S. Army from day to day? And, and not only that, but as we move forward in multi-domain operations. Sure. You know, not news to anyone. We have such a, a rapidly changing operational environment. Uh, we've noticed in the past several years that commanders increasingly rely on and trust their legal advisors to provide them accurate and timely counsel, uh, sometimes in very nuanced areas of the law, such as artificial intelligence. Uh, and our legal administrators are a critical component to making sure that those judge advocates are properly resourced and prepared to support those commanders. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine that the uh, changing landscape of um, just how people interact with each other and other organizations has become uh, quite complicated legally. So I know, uh, especially considering coming from Schoolhouse and, and now into the position you hold today, that I'm certain that there are some initiatives and focal points regarding leader development and perhaps even talent management you would like to communicate to the warrant officers in your core and the leaders uh, that they support. 
we have definitely embraced people first uh, and the senior leaders in the in the JAG Corps are always looking for feedback on how we can better take care of our people. Uh, we've stood up a leadership center at our legal center and school to help develop caring and committed leaders at every level, but definitely hitting them earlier in their career. Uh, we're working on a wellness program to get after uh, burnout. Um, some people have referred to resilience fatigue just from COVID and then some of that secondary trauma that you get from, from dealing with quite honestly, really tough legal cases, uh, especially in, in the uh, the victim, special victim uh, realm. And we're working on a mentorship platform so that we can make sure all of our folks have the same opportunity and a path to success. And then we have a DEI council that is constantly assessing how we can improve diversity, equity, and inclusion within the JAG Corps. And then I think like every other branch, we're always looking at how do we assign our personnel to give them a variety of skill sets without burning them out. So I, I would tell our folks, reach out and find out everything you can about these resources, be engaged and let us know from your perspective what's working and what isn't because the senior leaders uh, are definitely listening. That is fantastic. I actually was um, really impressed with what uh, Jim Stedham had mentioned in his uh, interview regarding the the reach back that JAG maintains with uh, its retirees and, and former senior leaders. And, uh, you know, I am just not surprised that you have such a, a, a robust strategy in place and mechanisms in place to uh, get after leader development. What education or training, whether technical or common core, do you see as being relevant and impactful to the development of Army warrant officers? Not not just in your core, but uh, just in the context of the future fight in general. And can you explain why you feel this way? I'd really like to hear your thoughts on uh, just Army warrant officers in general and their development. Uh, I think I think warrant officers across the Army are incredibly resourceful and very technically competent. But I think the areas I see warrant officers being sought out for far more now than even a decade ago is for their presence and leadership, especially, you know, the resilience we show, the confidence we show, the ability to build trust throughout the organization is, is what has enlisted soldiers and officers and even civilians coming to chief's door and saying, hey, I just want to get your thoughts on something before I talk to the boss or can I just vent for a minute? I think the Army does a great job of teaching foundational doctrine, but those are really areas that you have to seek out a lot of individual self-development on. And, and speaking just for my warrant officers within the JAG Corps, there are a lot of them that go to counseling regularly to make sure they stay resilient, to be better versions of themselves. Uh, almost all of them are consistently reading books, listening to podcasts, finding online courses they can take just to improve themselves as individuals. And I, I think that kind of stuff makes the entire team better. Yeah, I um, that's a very insightful response. And I think that there is a bit of a paradigm shift in um, senior warrant officer expectation and development. And I think that we're being invited into the circles now, and it's, it's very consistent. It's, it's consistently happening. I, I don't, uh, I don't imagine there are many out there today that realize that wasn't always the case. 
I, I think that the, the, those are phenomenal suggestions. Talent management of personnel is a major undertaking and a critical component of organizational success. How are you and the core approaching the recruitment and subsequent management of talent? So fortunately, we have been very successful on the recruiting side, um, particularly with warrant officers, because we did open it up to other feeder MOSs looking for the right person rather rather than just legal experience. Last year, I think we had 73 board-ready packets and selected 10 candidates. Uh, so great recruiting that's happening out in the field. We try to get the message out to the rest of the JAG Corps and the Army about what we're looking for in a legal administrator and ask them to help us scout because we sit at the installation and above level. And a lot of that talent is at the brigade and below level that we just don't see on a daily basis. Because we're small, our senior warrant officers are in a position to get to know every legal administrator out there. They share that knowledge along with the staff judge advocates and our reserve LOD commanders that share what they know of the individual uh, with our career manager and myself. And we're able to get a pretty good idea of what every legal administrator's skill set is, how we can best integrate them to support the JAG Corps, and then where we need to put them to help develop additional skills as they as they grow. That is unbelievable. You said 73 board-ready packets? Yes. That's great accessions. And then selecting 10, that, that allows you to really pick the uh, the very best. Absolutely. Now, I am a career educator, whether as an instructor pilot or in the classroom, and I am always looking for innovative ideas on education. Can you possibly offer some thoughts on how you feel warrant officer education can be best modernized? So I will tell you, after being assigned to the legal center in school for the past three years, particularly during COVID, I am a huge fan of virtual learning. Um, Not so much distance learning, but virtual learning. I don't think anything replaces being in the same room together, but I think it offers a different opportunity where you can get face-to-face interaction and learn from each other without having to travel to a course somewhere, and it allows different types of training. So I would love to see an interactive platform geared towards warrant officers that maybe maybe does a deep dive into some of the topics they cover in ILE and SSC that we just don't have time to to get into during resident PME, or to be honest, speaking from experience, we just don't know how important it is while we're in that course uh, to pay a lot of attention. What would you say to a CW3 or even CW4 that is, uh, is out there right now, and they aspire to someday rise to the position that you now hold? I'd say be patient. Uh, We have so many talented warrant officers and we are constantly asking them to do more than than what their current grade expects, but there's no reason to rush through your career constantly seeking the next big thing. Learn absolutely everything where you can and look for opportunities and challenges where you can really improve the organization. So it's been said that experience is the best teacher. And and for for an Army Ranger, a former Army Ranger that had to learn the hard way many times in his career, I can can definitely uh, attest to that. Uh, What experience, success, or even failure have you learned the most from? So uh, 
I think failure has been an excellent teacher to me. <laughs> uh, I will share way back when we had PLDC, uh, which is the old version of, of now BLC for any young folks that might be listening. Uh, I was somewhat of an arrogant E4. I was a good soldier, good paralegal, and PLDC was the only thing I needed to do to pin on sergeant. And I got there and I failed land nav twice. Uh, I was well-trained and prepared by my senior NCO who had spent a lot of time uh, in the Ranger Regiment. Uh, no issues at any practices we did, but I couldn't pass during the two attempts that you get in school. So I went home having not met the standards for the course, lost my promotable status, and man, I just felt it deep in the pit of my stomach that I had let my leaders down. Uh, but for me, I think it was a good humbling experience that we probably all need from time to time. And I think it really put me in a position early in my career to evaluate people from a whole person concept. And if they've struggled with something or failed something, to look at how they reacted to it and rebounded from it, uh, rather than being quick to dismiss them because they didn't meet a certain requirement. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And uh, I agree. Failure uh, teaches us quite a bit. And um, I, too, went to PLDC for all the young people listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, do you have an interesting or formative uh, anecdote from your career you'd like to share with the audience? Perhaps it's funny, could be inspirational, could have uh, aided in your development as both an officer and senior warrant officer? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I, was, I was a young and eager WO1. Uh, probably just like everyone else, uh, the most junior officer in my section uh, being assigned a lot of random tasks. And I was assigned the task to create and print the 18th Airborne Corps Office of the Staff Judge Advocate t-shirt, right? Big, big mission there. So I took all the pre-orders to do a payment up front, uh, got the design approved. And when I picked them up from the vendor, they said 17th Airborne Corps instead of 18th Airborne Corps. I go back to my email, I double check the design and sure enough, I had signed off on the artwork validating it as 17th Airborne Corps. So it was completely my fault. And I sat in my office trying to figure out how do I fix this before my boss finds out? I've ruined about a hundred t-shirts. Company says, well, we can we can either print them all again at full cost or we can do a fix that I, I think was about $300 was the fix. Uh, so either option, fairly expensive, at, at least in my mind. I considered, you know, can I hide it? Do I pay for it myself? Ultimately, though, I, I gathered up all of my wo one courage and I went into my colonel and told him what happened and that it was my fault. And before I could even get to how to fix it, he just pulls out his checkbook and said, hey, I know you'll take care of it. How much do I need to write a check for? And looking back on it, it, it seems like such a small thing and a funny story to people who remember it. But that colonel could have gone an entirely different direction with his response. And I will tell you, since then, I have never been afraid of making a mistake or failing or of owning up to something that just didn't work out. We should be able to take those things to our leaders. And your colonel was tremendous. I, yes. I, I, I did uh, something kind of along those lines, except it, in aviator land, it was probably considered far worse. I burned down the company coffee pot. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's a major faux pas. <laughs> 
oh boy, was I chastised for that one. Uh, <laughs> but what we did is we owned it and um, we used an engraver and uh, a couple of squash bugs and polished it up real nice and made it the Woj trophy. And uh, it held a place of honor in, in, the, in the halls of my first unit, which I will not share. I love uh, it. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, it has been so great to hear senior warrant officers share mentorship with those they seek to serve. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing how a senior warrant officer's leadership can ultimately contribute to meeting the Army's needs. Truly, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, for updates on Cohort W and the Warrant Officer uh, Historical Foundation, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Simply search at WOHF. 1918 or the Warren Officer Historical Foundation. Finally, to learn more about how you can support programs like this, please visit warrantofficerhistory.org.